Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 9 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys bring weekly topics raw and uncut every Wednesday night for your enjoyment, baby. Hey, this is your co-host, Rich, along with my brother from another mother, Big Tim. How you doing, man? Hey, good evening, Rich. Good evening, Unwoke Nation. So glad uh, you could join us again for another uh, fantastic topic tonight. Tonight, we are talking about, is it time to cancel cancel culture yes great topic man i this is one that you know i'm sure a lot of you listeners out there have been just really seeing everywhere you go probably even in your daily life or just seeing you know just little things or just going on and uh just in society and you just kind of make yourself go yeah no kidding so before we jump on that topic uh topic tonight on woke nation um we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Again, that is feedback at unwoketheshow.com. We want to hear your comments, your feedback, show ideas. If you think we're on point, if we're off point, if we're just fucking nuts, we want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, guys. I mean, like I said, we do this show because we enjoy it, but we do the show for you guys. You know, we know there's people out there where who have many different opinions or so, but that's what Unwoke Nation is all about, being able to share that opinion. Or, and so we'd love to be able to hear from you guys. Again, guys, you know, we're so happy to do this show. And also, as you know, and we had said last week or so, we are now nationwide. And we are totally excited about that. Or so definitely, guys, make sure to tell other people, if you like this show, tell other people about uh, this show. We'll be able to tune in every Wednesday night and hearing what we uh what's been going on the topics of the day and everything so if you know people out there love it definitely share this and all and we we hope you guys will continue to tune in where we want to get to all 50 states absolutely want to thank uh the states that have tuned in to listen to us already thank you so much for your support and we just look uh, forward to uh continue doing these shows and growing and connecting with uh the unwoke nation absolutely, absolutely. all right so tonight again is the topic is it time to cancel cancel culture and so, Rich, I thought I'd go in with first um, providing a definition of what cancel culture is. Ready, go! So the term cancel culture refers to a practice of withdrawing support for individuals or organizations after they have been accused of objectionable behavior. Right. This can include anything from boycotting a person or a company's products to refusing to work with them. It often takes the form of public shaming and its proponents typically argue that it's a necessary uh, response to moral failings. And the definition of moral failings is what? That could be the left or the right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, so let's let's go ahead and uh, define because this often, you know, cancel culture even plays into our own uh, political system, right? Whether you're on the light, on the right or on the left. That's true. So I thought I'd, uh, if you fall into the left camp, you're um, about income equality, uh, higher tax rates on the wealthy, government spending on social programs and infrastructure and strong regulations on business. If you fall into the right, you're about lower taxes, less uh, regulation on business, Reduce government spending and a balanced budget. Okay, so what we've learned, and then probably in addition to some of the things like we were co- 
uh, we were covering last uh, last week in there with uh, the situation with reparations and mm-hmm. obviously dealing with a lot of uh, racial and social issues that are going on in the world. So you could probably add that, not just for the left and right, but just add it in general just for the social, you could say the quote, social justice um, movement that's been going on and, and seeing how if you are a person that might speak against any of the things you just named, but in addition to uh, the situations going on with uh, the social justice movement and also you potentially could get uh, canceled, fired, um, I think you and I, we had talked before the show in regards to, uh, it was a couple years back, uh, with the Disney show, the Mandalorian and the former MMA fighter. Oh, Gina Carino. Yeah. Gina yeah. Carino. Uh, she ended up saying something, which, you know, she, she got canceled. Yeah, she sure did. <laughs> I mean, and, she, and the thing about it guys, I mean, woke nation, as you, if you didn't watch the show, she was a key player on that show in the first she, season. I think it was, she was in the first season and brief. Uh, I can't remember. She was briefly in the second or not that I have to go back and watch. Right. But her character itself, she was a shock trooper um, for the Republic. And she turned out to be a pretty popular uh, character. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously the Mandalorian being the, you know, the most popular and Grogu, you know, um, baby Yoda, for those of you who don't know, Um, stop touching things. Yeah. (laughs) It's very popular. Uh, as well, but her character itself uh, was incredibly popular. I liked her. I thought she brought a different dynamic to the show. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, we talk about Gina Carino. I'm going to throw out an example uh, to you and to the Unwoke Nation. Uh, J.K. Rowling. Mm, yeah. Uh, she's the famed uh, Harry Potter mm-hmm. author. Um, Gryffindorf. Exactly. Many have accused her of her transphobia and bigotry due to her comments on transgender rights and gender identity. Really? Yeah. So just to provide a little uh, background on her, uh, in 2020, she had sparked an outrage with an essay in which she asserted that sex is real and criticized people for replacing the phrase woman with people who menstruate. The new phrase is used to differentiate between trans women and people born biologically women. Her comments led to many of her calls to be canceled with many people vowing to never read her books again. A couple billion later, but all right. Yeah. uh, The movies did well, uh, real well. How about uh, Chris Harrison, who was the host of the bachelor for uh, 20 seasons from uh, 2002 to 2021. He was eventually pushed out after defending a former contestant when photos came out of her attending an old South antebellum. Oh, I remember party. that story. Yeah. The party could be seen as celebrating the Confederate South and embracing cultural appropriation. Wasn't she dating a black guy? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I mean, I think she went on some total, you know, uh, what uh, apology tour and did all this other stuff going on. And uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> In 2021, when the images were released, Harrison responded, is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? Because there's a big difference. He later lost his job for defending those photos. Wait, I, I'm a little confused from there. It's like- for, oh uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm really really confused. <laughs> it's like uh, so the con- the contestant went to an antebellum party celebrating right Confederate South. I remember the picture. Uh, she yeah, said yeah. the big the big uh, 
plantation house by the by the tree. Yeah, yeah, it, it went exactly. viral. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I personally don't see any issue mm-hmm. with that. It's a the party. It's the South. Who you know who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. But he, uh, he being Chris Harris, ran to defend this contestant in those photos, and which is ultimately what got him canceled off The Bachelor. Right. Okay. Um, there's a couple other examples too, in order because I know you used several examples of, of people who are, are white and everything like that. So, but we also look at this situation like, uh, if I recall, it was about a year ago. I think it was like with Sage Steele. She was the reporter that's yeah. on ESPN. Yep. And I think she went on some show, um, and basically, I think was speaking against you know a lot of the things that were going on, or I guess she comes from a military family and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. And I guess. They got she got the idea to go on to the view and also which oh, unfortunately Lord. has a tendency to be extremely left leaning. And again, like I say, guys, it's not to be a political uh, situation. It's just the fact that, you know, it was obviously a well-known show that was going to be completely basically going to, you know, roast her right on exactly. national television, which is stupid. It's like, yeah, it's just one of those things like, like, what were you thinking so by going on there and i think they ended up suspending her from from espn for a bit i think she's back on now but right you know yeah she got cancel culture so joe rogan the host of the joe rogan experience podcast yep right an mma um announcer if i don't know if you remember this or not but uh joe rogan had a stance on vaccination yeah where he was pretty much seen as an anti-vax which you know he says he denies um, it which ultimately led some musicians to boycott Spotify, the company that hosts his podcast, because he got paid like over a hundred million dollars to come mm-hmm. and join, uh, yeah, spot, uh, Spotify, and to power one of the largest podcast contracts ever. Yeah, for the Joe Rogan Experience, and the most prominent boycotters were Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, two artists whose heyday was back when musical activism was at its high. <laughs> I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> wait, wait. Let, let me get this straight. You try to tell me you have performers who are so angry about this where who basically are like on the, the B celebrity list or the C celebrity list. Are they even on the list that you would call? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. It's like, oh, my God. I mean, come on this. now. Neil Young is a um, is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but is he? Is he really on the list? Relevant like now, which yeah, is the point. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, no, it's, come on, man. No, nobody cares. It's like, you know. So I think I applaud Spotify, right? Because they did not cave to pressure to drop Rogan. Mm-hmm. But I think to find the middle ground here, they did roll out disclaimers on some of the episodes and removed others where he used racist language. In fact, they went as far, if I understand the story correct, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but I mean, they went as far as, I mean, they did some major digging. I mean, these, mm-hmm. the people, you know, you hear that term, the word trolls, and you're seeing these people who are, I mean, they yeah. are completely going out of their way, you know, to find something. All right, let's use another example and all. So, uh, famous comedian Kevin Hart, you know, it's, it's interesting how, I mean, literally, I think he was weeks prior to actually be the host i think of the oscars yep and some group of whoever it was these trolls went out there and dug up something i think he wrote on twitter seven years prior 
Yeah, and we had seen a rash of that. Wasn't there a congresswoman or a woman who was just coming into office who had made some sort of racial remark and she ended up, it was this last year or the year before where she ended up giving up her office right. or, her, oh. or, or her seat? I was... Because it was, they had dug into their pat to the person's past, and right. I think they were in maybe like their twenties, and they had maybe. Uh, I I thought I was something to the effect of making a racial comment, and oh, you you said this racist thing back then, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and then caving to, you know, this practice of cancel culture, um, and then Kevin Hart said cancel culture almost ruined his career. Yeah. Because, I, you know, there was a documentary that I think uh, Kevin Hart had did, and that's how I learned about the story. Right. And he mentioned that at work. I guess apparently somebody had dug up something he said on Twitter, mm-hmm. I think dealing with, uh, I think with the gay community or whatever it was or something in regards to a family member. And I guess as soon as it was put out there, you know, it went viral. I guess they ended up calling him up saying he's like, well, hey, look, it's like, you know, it turns out a word. This has come up to to our attention you know, we would like for you to apologize and stuff like that. And I guess, and he stood his ground. He says, I'm not apologizing for this. Right. For something that I did, you know, almost a decade ago, wherever. And they were like, you know, well, you know, if you can't apologize, you're, you know, you're a we're comedian, gonna... though. There's nothing, exactly. there's nothing out of bounds. That's part of being a comedian. You're not saying it in some sort of spiteful manner. No. You're, you're wrapping humor around it. So it's, it, to to dig that far back and then to expect somebody to apologize to apologize for that right. is complete bullshit. And I think and and just to kind of uh, go um, more on what you just got done saying, where so and I'm sure uh, for a lot of you guys out there in Unwoke Nation, where if you happen to be a comedian, think about what comedians have to go through. I have heard so many comedians from Adam Carolla and some other ones where I sit there and they're saying like Dave Chappelle. They, yeah, Dave Chappelle. I mean, it's like I'm sure you know, like so other legendary people like that saying like. We don't know what to make jokes about right now. Right. And uh, I mean, think about it. You got some people out there, whether it's Carlos Mancini or Lisa Lampanelli and they're like that, who basically built their entire shtick on basically making fun of race and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they would be reamed nowadays. And they were at the top of their game. What would you say? Like 15, 20 something years ago? Oh, easily. Easily. It's like, you know, people were piling into comedy, uh, comedy shows to hear them. They knew what type of content they put out. But they all knew it was a joke. But you put those type of people out there. So now, and like I said, guys, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you are a comedian as part of the Unwoke Nation, I'll definitely you know, tell us what you've been going through when it comes to add feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. We'd love to hear what you guys think about all this and all because we know comedians are definitely getting shot for this, you know, figuratively. But you get my point. Because right. you can't come up with proper content and all what I was going, uh, if I make a joke this way, it'll make fun of this person. But if I go this way, it might make fun of this person. And all of a sudden, you're just standing up there twiddling your thumbs, sitting on a stool. Yeah, exactly. It's I like, mean, you that, know, crazy. I mean, that'd be asking, that'd be like asking Richard Pryor to apologize or Eddie Murphy during his days. Oh, yeah, with Eddie Murphy Raw and, and stuff. Right? Red Fox in there, you're like, get the fuck out. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, here's another uh, great example of where... Cancel culture, the insanity of this con- this concept and the fact we're even talking about this, right? Um, were you, did you ever watch uh, Roseanne as a kid? Yep. Yeah. Great uh-huh. show. We, my yeah. wife. Oh, we, gosh. We watch the reruns now. What was it like? Wednesday, like Wednesday at 7, 30, 7 yeah. o'clock or like that it was a prime show. So they did a reboot of that show back mm-hmm. in 2018. And so. Uh, 
it was a huge success with over 18 million uh, viewers turning in to the premiere episode. And this is the wow. This, so this is back in 2018 when they did the Roseanne reboot, right? Right. So apparently, after a few months after the show's return, Barr was fired from her own show after she made a racist remark on Twitter. Barr had been a vocal supporter of Donald Trump, and many felt that a remark she made about Valerie Jarrett, a former advisor to President Obama was racially charged. Mm. ABC, ABC quickly jumped all over that and canceled her. Yeah. I think they went even as far as they changed the name of the show, didn't they? Yeah, it went it, it went even that far to change it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think, uh, I mean, I'm sure she went on her apology tour as well and, and stuff, so, and I... Personally, it seems like, you know, I mean, I haven't heard from Roseanne Barr in any aspect so, since that time. I mean, my question, I mean, does she, the concept of the show itself, I mean, does she still make money from it? Or, I mean, how does, I mean, how far, how, how deep did that rabbit hole go? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know because that all went pretty hush hush mm-hmm. pretty fast. Right. Um. The last example I, I give, and I think this speaks to the utter lunacy and stupidity of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were growing up as a kid, did you ever read Dr. Seuss books? Yep. So it had Mar- practically the whole collection. Yeah. So in March of 2021, Dr. Seuss Enterprises decided to discontinue publishing six Seuss books due to perceived racism within the books and the images. I'm going to let that sink in for just a second. Huh? Perceived racism? Within the books and images. What are we saying? Like, are we saying because we look at the cat in the hat and, and what? Does that make fun of? The Lorax? <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the Lorax. I mean, it's like he's orange. What's 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 the problem i mean i i I don't get where we're going with that so but you know it made me think of a story so conservative media fox news take that for what you want right um Mm -hmm. they were highly critical of the move calling an example of virtue signaling which i would agree yeah and cancel culture pushing out beloved parts of american culture now that part i completely agree with Mm -hmm. because it's not the cat it's not just the cat in the hat it's right. not just the lorax right it's not just the grinch mm-hmm. right it's these beloved children books that are just i mean it's one of those things as a kid it's just the joy of just reading it right and <clears throat> the rhyming and and the context and everything and it, it at no point even if i were to go back and look at a dr seuss book now and be like Oh, that's got racial undertones. Oh, that's racist. That could right. be racist. I don't want my kids reading that, right? You weren't thinking that. And also, you know, exactly. I, had a, I had a conversation with this with my mom uh, probably sometime last year where and she brought up a good point. She says, Ricky, you know what? It's the parents. It's the adults that are coming up with this crap. They are putting it at the forefront of, oh, that's being racist, where 
you just said yourself, it's kind of like, wait a minute, when I was reading the Dr. Seuss book, at no point did I think Santa was racist or anything like that. Where it's like, you know, she's, you know, I was and she enjoying made, the story. Exactly. She made a good point. Yeah, you said you're enjoying the rhyming and the colors and all the different things and what the characters did in the book. And so it would go from character would be doing some action that would flip over onto the next page. And, you know, it was very well put together. And also, I actually have, I have a friend who has a daughter. Uh, and very, very avid reader. And I remember one time I was uh, having me visit uh, and talk with him. And they were reading one of the Dr. Seuss books. And I think it was something, I think, I think it was like a story about, I think, where it was like a traveler or something like that. And so I was uh, uh, talking to him. I said, you know, what you read? And she was telling me what the book was and all. And, uh, but the unique part about that conversation I had was she says, well, yeah, it's like the thing is that, you know, people are telling me that this particular book, and this probably was around the time where that you were suggesting, that, you know, that, she was saying like, you know, people are saying the word this book is racist and, and, you know, and she's like, you know, I just think that's ridiculous where it just doesn't make any sense where I don't see anything that's racist under it. Now, wait for it right here on Woke Nation. Would you like to know how old her daughter was? Um, early teens. 11. She was 11. 11. And thought this was absolutely fucking ridiculous. And the kid reads, the kid reads like her, like it's going out of style. And I was so impressed by when I was going like, and that's like, how old are you? 11. She might've been 10, but yeah, 10 to 11. And she's already saying this, this yeah. is just fucking nuts. And- exactly. I think I want to listen to a 10, 11 year old girl, which is the audience of this book. Right. That could sit there and say, literally prior to people telling her that it has some type of racial connotations to it. It was a book with a story. And that's all she saw. So this is what it makes me go back to what my mom was saying, you know, and she remember buying me some of these books and stuff like that. And she says like, it's the adults that are coming up with this. They're trying to infuse this whole thing of that. You know, everything's racist, this and racist, that. And also let's go one step further. Now, even when it comes to castle culture, now do we realize where do we have a lot of the video games nowadays to where they have different type of ratings like they do on movies and stuff like that. Right. Tim, let me ask you this. Do you ever remember that, mo- that, uh, video game, uh, from the original Nintendo? No, that was called operation wolf. Oh yeah. Okay. So, you know, Love for that the game, yeah, for those of you guys who are youngsters right now. So, so this was a game and everything where basically you were the soldier and the screen was keeping, was moving from left to right and everything. And your job was basically to shoot the enemy. And if you shot certain things, it might, might give you like a grenade or something like that. Right, you know? yep. So you had all that stuff. And all. It was one of my favorite games or growing up as a kid. But now I talk to people when I tell them this story and they were like, you know, oh, you know, the way that we have games being violent and all this other stuff. Now, granted, we understand that there's been an upgrade in the technology and the, and the bits and stuff yeah. like that of what well, games are. Yeah, they've evolved for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, games look tremendously real. And all, But my question is that I was making towards a person when we had this discussion is I let them know. It's like, OK, you're trying to say, well, you know, a lot of video games are what's making people violent nowadays. Uh, wait a minute. When I was 11 and I was playing Operation Wolf, I knew it was a game. At no point did I ever want to go out there and shoot. I was not sitting up there playing Mega Man 3 hoping that I could actually go out there and actually want to shoot somebody. Or when I was playing Contra or any of those games where that are going on. where I know that's real old school to a lot of you guys who are listening right now, but but just hear me out. So, you know, I mean, I wasn't thinking about 
those type of things were. So, heck, I was thinking about, dude, when it's 11.30 come around so I can go out with my friends and play baseball. Exactly. You know, so, and even then, I didn't want to hit anybody with a bat. No. <laughs> so, so it's just like, I, I just don't understand where this comes from. And so now they want to say, oh, we want to cancel all these different things. It's like, you know, okay, adults, you're the ones who are putting this in these kids' minds. You're the ones who are doing this. You need to stop it. That's why cancel culture it's got to stop. So, well, I completely agree. It's got to stop. And the and really, what it is is cancel culture is really accountability in a different form. But what I don't understand is who are we trying to hold accountable? Right. I right? mean, I mean, who who's the accountability problem? Is who's you, the board of directors that decides what should be? cancel and what doesn't i mean if you're if your son or daughter if you walked into the room they had a nintendo and they were playing contra or super contra right now and you all of a sudden deem that just a um, absolutely violent and gory game all of a sudden are you just going to start blasting nintendo right and at what point did that thought even come into your mind and i would even question the parent, you bought them the game. You sure did. I don't know too many nine-year-olds or that are coming up with 60-something dollars, <laughs> and that's probably on the cheap side, who are coming 60-something dollars sit there and say, like, hey, mom, deuces, I'm going down to GameStop. Yeah, I'm getting, can you take, mom, can you take me to GameStop? I got my allowance. I want to get uh, Super Contra. It just came out. Right, exactly. And I would think, like I said, because, Tim, you're a parent, so... You know, if you have your little girls who are and they want to go out there and get a game, I would think that, you know, sort of looking at a certain game, you're going to go, okay, I see this game. As a parent, you think maybe you might want to, I don't know, parent and actually figure out what is my kid about to play? Well, I'm absolutely going to look at the game and be like, "Mm, I don't think we're at the age quite yet where you're ready for this type of content. Now, does that mean they won't go over to their friends if their friends have it and play it there and I don't know about it? Yeah, because you know we did. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> duh. Right? But then if you go, but then you find out, oh, I played it over at Billy's house. He mm-hmm. has it. Are you going to go over to Billy's parents and say, hey, when my son is over here, I would appreciate if you guys didn't play. I don't want him. Mm, I don't know uh, too many, too many parents that did. And I'm pretty sure Billy's not going to brag to his parents that, mom, I got to play uh, this awesome super contra game over at uh, Tommy's house. Right. No, you're going to keep that shit. On exactly. You'll keep that on the DL. <laughs> so, so I just don't understand who canceled culture, who they're trying to hold account- accountable other than themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But they want to blame somebody for, for a, a ter- not even a terrible situation just for, something stupid because you all of a sudden got upset over it. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't get that. It, it doesn't, none of that logic and none of that thinking even remotely registered registers right. with me. And I think it gets it back to oversensitive parents. Yeah. And those parents, parents being oversensitive, right. It's almost like a two generational thing. Right. Right there of just, wound up oh like i said oversensitive mm-hmm. oh you know I, you can't go out unless you've got a hazmat suit on because of all the horrible 
<laughs> pathogens <laughs> and stuff that are out right. there in the world. I don't want you getting sick type of thing, right? Exactly. I mean, just, we're ra- you know, it's like we're sitting up there, we're raising all these beta simps or something like that. Yeah, like, we're raising a group of hypochondriacs. Right, exactly. Just, <laughs> exactly. Just, just, yeah. No, it doesn't work. And so it was pretty interesting. If you go to YouTube and you type in cancel culture, mm. the, the amount of videos on the subject. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's YouTube number one, so there's going to be a lot of content, but you got people like Trevor Noah talking about it. You've got Dave Chappelle talking about it. Ted talk has done several videos really on cancel culture. Wow. And one of the videos it's called cancel culture, the decline and disconnect within society. Cancel culture, the decline and disconnect the society. In what way? It's a. It's taken from the standpoint of social media. Okay. And how uh, information is readily available at our fingertips today, right? Sure, right. And you're looking at a posting of something that somebody has said, and it doesn't agree with your uh, moral compass or it doesn't agree with your thoughts, and you instantly fire off a response. Mm -hmm. Now that response is out on the internet. It's incredibly difficult to take down, right? So now, you know, let's say you're calling a boycott for something because of you don't agree with what this one person is saying. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much, uh, <clears throat> Rich, you believe in A, I believe in B. I'm just going to get fired up about it and try to tell you how A is wrong and, ca- and cancel you in, in any way, shape, or form, or, ho- or essentially I'm going to try and hold you accountable and saying A is wrong and you shouldn't be thinking that way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really what the gist of this talk is. And so at the end, she recommends... T- uh, people take this approach of first look review and then decide, is it really worth responding to? My question is what happened to us being able to agree to disagree? Oh, are you kidding me? That concept doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it's like, yeah, but, but the fact that it's like, why it's like you can sit there and have people like, so I have all types of friends. I'm sure you do as well. Just people, whether it might be for whatever topic it might be that, you know, we might uh, agree to disagree and so like that. But for some reason where in the last, in the recent history that we have, and also it's, uh, we're having it where if you completely disagree with something that it's like, okay, you don't want to talk to that person. You're going to unfriend them on Facebook and all this other stuff. And it's kind of like, you know, like, come on. It's like, grow up a little bit. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Not everybody's going to like it. It's like that. You like red. I like blue. That, that doesn't make you bad. It's like, that's just, you know, I, I can deal. I can deal it's with that. It's about rallying people to your cause. Exactly. Right? That's what social media, the borders of. Is that what it's called? Like social justice warriors or something like that? I mean, you could almost call it something, something like, that, like that. But yeah, but social media itself, how it's broken down geographical borders. Yeah. And so now you're getting people all over the place that you're trying to rally behind you and your point because you think you're right. But then what they don't think about is while they may be attacking this person on this con, uh, on this discussion topic, Mm -hmm. 
there could be a whole nother group somewhere out there that could then all of a sudden fire back at, you know, at that person who's trying to essentially either cancel that individual or hold or hold them, Mm -hmm. you know, accountable, which is really what cancel culture is. And so it just, to me, it just looks like bitching in all forms. Yeah. Just, I, I just don't get that. It's, you know, this, this seems like, you know, you have these narratives that are putting together and because you're seeing this, it's like, it's like they enjoy, it's the cancer culture mafia. It's like they're enjoying the fact that, you know, okay, we know, and matter of fact, something we have not actually tackled just yet on the show is that corporate America, you know, looking at corporate biggest, America. Biggest offenders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like corporate America. I mean, they, they are, you know, they sit there and they say one little inkling wrong. And I mean, people are really ready for them to lose millions and they do it. Just Bud because, Light, Budweiser. Oh yeah. Yeah. The recent the situation where, you know, we covered but, in a previous podcast, right. but again, that applies here for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, $6 billion where it's gone away because of a decision that was made. I mean, even like it was said in the last a uh, couple episodes back and no, I mean, I guess the person, the vice president of marketing where I ended up stepping away. Yeah. The two of them, there were two people that yeah. higher ups that got fired. Over. Right. Exactly. You know, so for whatever reason, it's like, and that's, um, I mean, that's really, really shocking where that, you know, now corporate America has to sit there and practically walk on thin ice to even run their businesses, you know? So, I mean, that's just, that's just crazy. And also, and whether you're for or against or whatever it's like that, it's like, you know, but it's just the fact business in general, when they feel that they can't say something that they want to say and that you have, you know, your your cultures out there when they're trying to use all the social medias or Twitter and whatnot, it's like, you know, it just it just doesn't make any sense where, you know, it's, just, it's like a woke bias. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Right. What are they calling it? Woke capitalism? Yeah. Woke, which uh, a woke capital. I I didn't know that woke capitalism. Yeah. I thought it was just capitalism. Well, and what, and really what that means, uh, listeners is that, you know, it seems that you have woke capitalism is just all these companies out there because they don't want to quote, get canceled. Right. They're willing to like, Oh, they're sitting around where in their, in their, um, uh, their, their board of directors and all figuring like, okay, what stuff can we put in our company just to make sure that, we're not liked and that we're part of the whatever popular thing or narrative or whatever case may be. And then now they're trying to scratch their little heads to figure out what they want to do. And it's just kind of like, okay, can you just be you? Didn't we have, wasn't somebody earlier tonight telling us about um, that whole woke um, you know, concept uh, as around the hiring and stuff? I thought. Yeah. 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 So, and so having in, in that fear of being, you know, canceled within right. you know, your woke uh, capitalist environment. Yeah, yeah. And so they were actually telling us about it. Where so they work, they work in a, a pretty, a, a pretty big medical industry, and uh, and they were explaining about how there is a situation going on where it was more, and just kind of get to long short of it, it was more about they're trying to figure out how they can find people who can help patients that are more nice or if you want to call you know the whole bedside um uh was it bedside, bedside manner yeah bedside yeah. manner and also but that was considered to be of more importance than actually how well that person was skilled to help their patients and i think it was trying to drive some sort of uh diversity 
yeah, thing as it, well too. Exactly. Is, it's like you know, how do we find nice people who are going to who are diverse and stuff like that, and where? But nah, we, you know, we're not we're not going to judge them if they can do a particular operation or procedure and stuff like that. It's just that, hey, can you be nice to Tim? And you happen to be a minority, so we'll just hire you on that base. I know. So I'll, so basically what we're trying to do, are we trying to do a new version of like medical affirmative action just to be nice to her? So, and the person we talked to, he made a really, you know, made a really good point. And it's like, looking at things in this way, that kills people. Right. And it, in fears of this whole cancel move cancel culture movement or whatever right in this whole fear of of accountability you know in that's in that situation i think you want to be accountable let's call accountability what it is exactly not this whole cancel culture bullshit right exactly in this particular situation where it's like you know you're trying to be you know the whole social justice or whatever case may be you know at the expense of a patient that truly needs a skilled person to remedy whatever's wrong with them. Did that person remedy? Nope, nope. But they were nice and they're a minority, so I guess that works. And then we were, and what, we were also, I had run into another, uh, someone who, once we had told him what we were talking about tonight, along with cancel culture, instantly gave us each a, a fist bump <laughs> on that topic. Like, yep, with a big were, smile. Then with a big smile, they were really appreciating the fact that, thank you for covering uh, this topic. Yeah. And, it, and so, you know, to wrap it all up, Unwoke Nation, it is absolutely, without a doubt, 100% time to cancel, cancel culture. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If we're going to hold people accountable, let's hold them accountable and call it accountability. That oh. That's what it was like for me when I was a, a kid. So, you know, cancel culture. You're officially canceled. Yes, that's the way it's like, it, it's got to go. It doesn't make any sense where to be having this. People just being overly sensitive, being uh, sitting online trying to figure out, you know, what's the new thing where they can come, they can be sensitive about, or, you know, when they find something that they don't like, or all of a sudden you got this brand new word that comes up where, so just uh-huh. to try to, you know, and, and you know, Tim, we've been seeing this, you know, for, for months on end where it's like, you know, they're always trying to, you know, these people out here would try to call themselves the cancel culture. They're always trying to come up with some new word to, you know, to talk about this particular thing that fits their narrative and that thing that fits their narrative. And it's like, this has got to stop. You know exactly. what? It's like, you know, put your big, put your big boy pants on. I'm sorry. There's people out there who are going to say things that you're not going to like. Okay. That that's perfectly fine. Or so like that, you know, you can't sit there and have Susie say to Timmy, Hey, I don't like your shoes. And he gets to go sit over in some safe space. Exactly. I'm sorry. That happens in life. There are people out there who aren't going to like you. You need to learn how to deal with it. Exactly. So that's how it is, guys. But hey, guys, again, we would love to hear what you think about this whole cancel culture thing. Do you feel where that cancel culture needs to be canceled? You know, do you or don't you? Tell us definitely the reason why. Definitely reach out to us on feedback at unwokedtheshow.com again. Feedback at unwokedtheshow.com, guys. Definitely, we appreciate you guys being on the show. Definitely like, follow, comment, and definitely tell more people about the show so we definitely want to hear from them. And like you said before, help us guys go out there and go nationwide in all 50 states and also we can be able to touch more people. Get you out there talking and definitely, you know, make sure we can spread the Unwoke Nation where so and being able to, you know, pretty much like we just said, where, you know, just put your big boy pants on or where, you know, and deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Unwoke Nation. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you guys next week. All right, see you then, guys. Take care.